Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi and welcome to the April 2018 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. This is Damien Marucci with Dr. Inez Presida. Uh, the next paper we're looking at is also from the March 2018 uh, PRS. It is Abdominoplasty Improved Low Back Pain and Urinary Incontinence. This is by Taylor et al. out of uh, the Australian Capital Territory, New South Wales and Queensland. Um, so Inez, what was this paper about? So this paper is um, studying the incidence of low back pain and urinary incontinence in the postpartum population presenting for abdominoplasty. So there have been reports of improvement in functional symptoms of back pain and incontinence after abdominoplasty with rectus placation, but there hasn't been any prospective study to investigate it. And so this, this um, paper is trying to um, assess the incidence and the extent of improvement after the operation. The study was done in a multi-center, um, uh, host- well, multi-center prospective study. So they were done in nine centers throughout Australia. They include all postpartum patients presenting for abdominoplasty that presented in September 2014 to March 2016, but they exclude those uh, who uh, hasn't been pregnant and are weight loss patients. They also exclude male patients in this study. So there are 230 patients that were enrolled. 16 was excluded because of incomplete data. So they end up with uh, 214 patients from nine centers. Um, the measurement that they use is a validated questionnaire. For back pain, they use the Oswest Tree Disability Index. And for urinary incontinence, they use International Consultation on Incontinence Questionnaire, um, the short form version. And this questionnaire were administered uh, preoperatively at six weeks and at six months postoperatively. So what they found were significant reduction in both um, the back pain and the urinary incontinence um, score after the operation. So uh, on average, um, before the surgery, the back pain index was 10.9. At six weeks after the surgery, it reduced to 3.97. And at six months, it continued to reduce to 1.58. So this is a significant finding. Um, the lower the score means uh, better symptoms, uh, well, symptoms improvement, uh, and these are statistically significant um, when analyzed with pair T test. And in terms of urinary incontinence, they found uh, similar findings, so a, a significant, a statistically significant finding in symptoms improvement, with a scoring of 6.5 before the surgery. This was reduced to 1.6 at six weeks and it plateaued um, and continues to be 1.6 at six months. Um, They also look into different factors um, that could be a significant predictors for back pain and urinary incontinence. And they found that BMI more than 25 and the presence of umbilical hernia are significant predictors for back pain. Age above 40 and number of vaginal deliveries are predictors for urinary incontinence. And the age range of children, so between the oldest and the youngest children, and the number of parity, were significant predictor for changes 
in the incontinence score. Um, so in conclusion, they found a statistically significant improvement in both back pain and urinary incontinence after abdominoplasty with practice repair in postpartum population. The good things about this study is that it's a prospective study and um, they try to capture the whole presenting population by um, including all the postpartum uh, patients who presented to the clinic um, for abdominoplasty. The downside of this study is that it doesn't have any control group, there is no randomization, and three surgeons actually contributed 83% of the data even though it was done in nine centers. And in terms of classification of operation method, um, they have to classify liposuction in combination with abdominoplasty as radical abdominoplasty. Um, there are different techniques used, um, including mini abdominoplasty, fleur-de-lis, high lateral or high oblique tension, and, and this might affect the results as well. And uh, in addition to that, they also only follow up the patient up to six months, so there is no long-term results for this. Yeah, I thought this was a very interesting paper. It's certainly very topical in Australia where the government has recently limited the use of abdominoplasty item numbers um, and so essentially is only really uh, partially funding the service, uh, this, this, sorry, funding this particular procedure for patients who have lost more than five BMI points. Uh, so it's really only for massive weight loss patients where the weight's been stable for six months. Um, this study was undertaken in order to show that there are functional benefits uh, to an abdominoplasty. Um, to an outside reader, uh, one, one issue may be that obviously the surgeons involved in the study are going to be invested in the study having a positive result, uh, but that's certainly the case with many studies that are uh, published in various journals. Um, but it may be that uh, an independent evaluation by non-surgeons looking at the same issue uh, uh, may uh, not come up with, with the same dramatic uh, results that this particular group has uh, in their own patients who they're uh, presumably discussing the implications of the research with. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.